Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, about 13, 14 minutes usually, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Help somebody grow in their faith and come closer to God to start to focus on their spiritual well-being or lack thereof and maybe help them get to heaven. What a great blessing that would be for them and for you. So start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. Now I want us to, I want us to get into a kind of a different line of thought and study today. Normally, I begin these particular uh, series of studies, and we usually go through them for an entire week, seven days, and each day taking a segment of it. And usually I begin with a question of one kind or another. But in this, in this particular series, I want to begin with a statement. I want to make this particular focus a statement. And that is, let's take back morality from the devil. The devil has been extremely influential in our world and in our country and in our society and culture. And we as a, as a society, we as a culture, we as a nation to a great extent, because this is where we live. Now, we can, we can relate to other countries around the world, too, and probably to a great degree there would, be similar, there would be similar situations in those countries, maybe different specifics, but similar general situations. But we have let, in our country, we have let the devil have his way to a great extent. Now, a lot of people, they might scratch their head and say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the influence of the devil to lead us away from morality, and this is the particular focus that I want us to have. We have, we have allowed him through various means. We can talk about the entertainment industry. We can talk about literature, that particular industry. We can talk about the public school system, the university, the major university system, and so on. We've allowed the devil to bring in to our mindset to condition us over a period of many years or even decades into acceptance of, of immorality. It's time to take morality back. Time to take morality back. Now, think about, think about just the general perspective of godliness. Would you say that our nation is living a godly example, an image to each other, to us within the nation or to other countries around the world? Does our nation exhibit godliness? I think we'd have to really question whether, that, whether, whether we can answer yes to that question. And probably a great many of us would almost quickly say, no, we're not exhibiting an image, a character of godliness as a nation. Well, we need to begin with that particular mindset. In 1 Timothy chapter one and I'm sorry, First Timothy chapter six and verse eleven, we read this from the Apostle Paul. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Now, focus on that word pursue. That's an active word. 
It means get after it, go after it. We understand what the word means. If somebody is, is in pursuit of somebody else, they're chasing them down, aren't they? They're going after them. And so here the apostle Paul says, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. He's talking about pursuing, getting after it, focusing and going after a lifestyle of righteousness. And ultimately, we're talking about godliness because there is no righteousness outside of godliness. If somebody wants to be righteous, they're going to have to be godly. They're going to have to live a godly life. There's no in-between. There's no other avenue toward, godly, uh, toward righteousness. So, O oh man of God, it, are we wanting to be a man or a woman of God? Are we wanting to be characterized in our personal life as being godly, a person walking with God? If we're going to try to to develop that, that lifestyle, that identity, then Paul says, pursue, go after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. And so each one of us need to ask ourselves, am I pursuing those qualities and those characteristics? Am I pursuing righteousness? Am I pursuing godliness? Am I living a life that demonstrates my faith in God? Am I pursuing a, a life that, that, again, is characterized by love and patience and gentleness? Is our nation, would people on the outside look and see, well, that's a godly nation. That's a righteous nation. That's a nation of faith in God. Now, some might say, well, well to some degree, yes, yes and no, they might say, well, we've come a long way from the image that we used to carry before people in other countries. I don't, think we, I don't think we portray that image that we used to carry to that degree any longer. And I think a whole lot of people, a whole lot of, in fact, a, a, a large segment of our society does not pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness, to the extent that, that Paul is instructing and encouraging here. Now, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning with verse 21, we read a little further. Test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Do we see evil in our nation? It's not hard to answer that question, is it? It's all around us. And it seems to abound and it seems to be getting worse and worse. So you look at these particular verses of Scripture, we need to get after being righteous. Now, in order for our nation to become righteous and godly and a nation of faith and love and patience and goodness, we as individuals have to transform our lives along those characteristics. And so we need to hold fast what is good, and we need to abstain from every form of evil. We need to quit playing around with sin and ungodliness and wickedness. We need to make a stand, and we need to make a commitment to hold fast what is good. And boy, we need to stop letting the devil work through outside influences to get us to start questioning the very principle of goodness. What is good and what is not good? We look a little further in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 33 and 34. 
Again, the Apostle Paul writing, he says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness. Do not sin, for some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Now, how often do you find yourself in the company of people who are ungodly, or at least living ungodly lifestyles? Then I'm not talking about trying to explain away their sinful lifestyles. I'm talking about they're just simply, if you look at it, on the surface level evidence, it's, it's ungodly. They're living sinful lifestyles. We need to quit trying to euphemize that or explain it away and just admit it for what it is. Recognize it for what it is and admit it to be so. It's ungodly. It's sinful. It's wicked. In some cases, it's just downright evil. And so Paul is saying there in that particular context of Scripture, and he's talking about addressing a particular sinful situation within that congregation at Corinth, wherein a young man is having an adulterous relationship with his stepmother, it would seem, from the way the wording, the text is worded. And he said, you're you're letting it go on. He's he's rebuking the, the congregation, the leadership of the congregation. You're letting that go on? You can't do that. You know, don't you realize that if you allow that to go on, it's going to have a spreading influence within the congregation, and other members, other Christians are going to become tainted by similar kinds of sinfulness? He says, purge out the old leaven. You need to deal with this. You need to, you need to use some, some spiritual discipline here. You need to address this situation and call those parties to repentance. You don't want to become a congregation that is characterized by sinfulness itself. Romans chapter 5, beginning with verse 3, Paul again writing, and he says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Now, think about this. Somebody might say, well, it's easier to give in than it is to take the stand for righteousness. It's easier to give in to some sin here and there. It's easier to succumb to some, tempta- to some temptations than, than to be determined to, to not give in, to make a stand, to stay righteous, to, to uphold uh, a righteous lifestyle. People become your enemies, you know. They start criticizing you and calling you names, goody two-shoes and, and self-righteous and all of that. Well, is it easier to give in to sin? Of course it is. But what are the consequences? And he says, look, tribulation, difficulties produce perseverance or stick-to-itiveness, or he might say strength to be able to endure because it produces endurance. And that endurance, staying faithful, standing up for righteousness, produces character. And character, when we're talking about it from a godly and spiritual perspective, that produces hope. And what kind of hope are we ultimately talking about and longing for? The hope of eternal life with our Father in heaven, with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. That's the eternal hope 
that ought to be the anchor for everybody's soul. In our nation, not that much anymore. Our nation has become not just tainted. Our nation has become wicked to a great extent. We, if you just look and just stop and think carefully, we have become characterized by sinfulness and ungodliness. And we need to take back, we need to take back our morality. We need to stop letting have the, 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 the devil have the influence over our, over our lives. And we need to take a stand for godliness and righteousness, faithfulness. And we need to be determined to continue to maintain that stand. We're going to stop here and pray, and we'll come back and dig a little deeper next time. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for giving us your word to guide us. Help us to become students of your word and guide us and help us to make the proper applications to our lives and help us to make a stand to not follow the devil's temptations and his influences, however he might throw them at us, but to take a stand for godliness. Help us to take back morality in our nation. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.